0: A song that's made the hit parade with jukebox, band, and trio is a lovely ditty of a dripping city called A Rainy Night in Rio. But brother and sister, in Wistful Vista, the rain is more wet than jolly. And out in the street, nearly drowned on their feet, are Faber McGee and Molly!
1: feet wet, kiddo?
2: (laughs) Well, as Bob Hope would say, I wouldn't say my feet are wet. But the USS Pennsylvania just sailed under my left (laughs) instep.
1: You shouldn't ought to stand out in the rain like this.
2: Nor you either. Oh,
1: I have to. I gotta wait for a guy. I told him I'd meet him here, and I'm gonna do it.
2: Well, I'll wait, too. I'm curious to know which of your friends has webbed feet.
1: (laughs) He didn't know it was gonna rain like this. I agreed to meet him here in front of Kramer's Drugstore, and I got a reputation for doing things on time.
2: Also for buying things on time.
1: You better get inside the drugstore and get some hot coffee, kiddo. You're wetter than a whale's tail.
2: No, thanks. I don't like Mr. Kramer's coffee. No? No. If Brazil ever found out what Mr. Kramer does to a coffee bean, the good neighbor policy would be bluey.
1: (laughs) Too strong or too weak?
2: Why, it's blacker than the inside of a piccolo. Yeah. (laughs) They say somebody dunked a donut in it last week and lost two fingers
1: Wow, did you see that lightning? I wish it would do that oftener or quit
3: (laughs)
2: The
1: flashes are too close together for comfort and too far apart to read by
2: Just what is this business, McGee? What's so important that you have to make like a mallard?
1: (laughs) Confidential matter, Molly Promise not to mention it to anybody why don't you grab a cab and go on
2: home? Not a chance, dearie. If you can stand it, I can. Maybe we can get twin beds in the pneumonia ward.
1: <laughs> and speaking of pneumonia, look who's sloshing up the street old Doc Gamble, the old organ grinder.
2: <laughs>
4: Hi, Doc.
2: Hello, Dr. Gamble.
4: Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, Drippy. Great night for ducks. <laughs> You ought to know, being a quack.
2: Now, McGee, please.
1: Well, my gosh, that was a pretty trite remark, great night for ducks. <laughs> Leave it to the doctor to corn a
0: phrase.
4: If I'd said it was a great night for fish, you'd have said I ought to know, being a physician and sturgeon. I never joke about sturgeons,
1: fatso. They have a
4: shad road to hold.
2: Oh, Boys, now this is positively the wettest humor that ever dripped on 14th Street.
3: <laughs>
2: what brings you out in a storm like this, Doctor?
4: Hospital ran out of calcium wafers. The interns have been using them for polka chips.
2: <laughs> so
4: what, does the staff surgeon have to wait out to the drugstore in a
1: burst every time they need a handful of pills? Well, as a matter of fact, I made a deal with Kramer on prescriptions. Oh, and I've come... taking a cut on them, eh, Doccy? <laughs> you call that ethical? Does Morris Fishbine know that you do that? (laughs) You better ease up or the Medical Association will paddle your big fat bitches with your own shingle.
4: Oh, don't be like that, limber lip. I have a deal with Kramer that every time he can read my writing on a prescription, he owes me two bits.
2: (laughs) Well, how much does he owe you now, Doctor?
4: That's what worries me. I haven't made a nickel in three weeks. (laughs) I want to know what he's been giving my patients. Incidentally, do you two people have to stand out here in the rain? Yeah, we do. Or I do, anyway.
2: Yes, and I do, too. I'm the kind of faithful wife you read about, Doctor, and almost never meet. (laughs) If my man has to stand in the rain to meet somebody on a business matter, there's little Molly, soggy but happy.
4: (laughs) Well, love is a wonderful thing. Every time a ring goes over a finger, somebody has to knuckle down for the rest of his life. (laughs) A good night. See you both in an oxygen tent. <laughs> so long, old Oregon grinder.
3: Uh, he's pretty
1: cynical about marriage all of a sudden. Fifi Tremaine must have turned him down like a Pullman blanket. <laughs> hey, you better go on the drugstore, baby. You'll catch coal standing in this rain.
3: Well,
2: I guess I will go in and dry off a little, dearie. Fine.
1: I'll call you as soon as this guy shows
2: Excuse me for interrupting, Mr. McGee, but can I ask your wife a question? Why, Lena!
1: My gosh, Lena, I thought you were home doing the housework.
2: Well, I was dusting the living room furniture, Mr. McGee, but something came up which I thought it would be advisable to get Mrs. McGee's opinion about it. Why, certainly, Lena. What came up that was so important? One of the springs in the sofa. <laughs> Came up right through the seat. Oh, my.
1: Well, what did you want to know about it, Lena?
2: Well, Mr. McGee, my question is, should I dust the spring, too? <laughs> Why,
3: of
2: course, Lena. Why not?
1: This is as good a time as any to start your spring cleaning. Gee <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whiz, don't you get it, kids? Lena says, clean the spring, and I says, spring cleaning. It's a very simple play
2: Ain't on simple... funny, McGee. Ain't? <laughs> Not in this weather, anyhow. <laughs> Although, personally, I just love rainy weather. I go around just singing in the rain. Just singing in the... Isn't that a beautiful piece? You know, my music teacher says I sing with such a pear-shaped tone.
3: <laughs> a pear-shaped tone.
2: Huh? He says it's shaped like a pair of old overshoes. <laughs> I guess he gets a boot out of hearing me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My goodness, these are the wettest puddles I ever stood in.
1: (laughs) Well, no wonder your feet are wet in those satin slippers, Lena. My gosh, you ought to wear something sensible in weather like this.
2: I should say so. Something with a Cuban heel. Oh, don't mention those things to me, Mrs. McGee. I had a terrible experience with a pair of Cuban heels last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you take a fall, Lena? Oh, did I ever fall? Something awful. And while I was trying to make up my mind which one to marry, they both went back to Cuba. <laughs> well, look, you
1: better go back to the house before you catch cold.
2: Yes, grab a bus, Lena. Oh, my boyfriend will drive me home in his truck, honey. He works right around the corner in the electric shop. Oh,
1: he must be your current boyfriend. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he's
2: alternating between me and the girl next
3: door. (laughs) Oh,
2: my poor Ladislaus. Ladislaus? Ladislaus Schapowski. He's nine feet, ten inches tall. Wow. Imagine that. Only two inches between me and a joke about a ten-foot pole. (laughs) Well, I'll see you at the house, folks. Oh, zippity -doo doo
3: What a wonderful day!
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, look at that rain. My feet are wet clear up to my shores. I hope Molly's getting dry in the drugstore. I wish that Oh, hi, Latrivia. Hello, hello
0: there, McGee. Let me stand in that doorway. Thank you. Quite a rain, isn't it? Oh, I don't
1: know. I see worse, La Triv. When I was over in France with the Army in 19-odd-18 during the First World War, the Big War, I see much worse rain than this. Really? Yeah. Stand inside the doorway here, McGee. You're getting soaked. I can't, La I've got to stand out here where I can be seen. I'm meeting a guy here, and I don't want to miss him. Business matter. Must be very important business to make you expose yourself to this storm. Confidential matter, La Triv, but... As I was saying, one month over there in France, it rained day and night for 78 days. We drilled in rowboats. No officer would ride a horse unless it was a mudder. Why, it was mud up to our bayonets. Ever notice my skin, Latrivia?
0: Not particularly. I've heard it said that it was thicker than most people's, But I've made no personal observations. Well,
1: next time you see me in the shower room at the Elks Club, take a gander at my epidermis, boy. I got a complexion like a strawberry parfait. And you want to know why?
0: Not badly enough to get insomnia about it.
1: (laughs) Well, sir, I'll tell you. That mud in France was a natural beauty clay. My company was made up of the toughest bums in America, Latrivia. Ham and egg prize fighters, bootleggers, yeggs, railroad men, actors, bindle stiffs, and slum kids. And after six months of wallowing in that mud We looked like chorus boys from the student prince You don't say Yes, sir If I ain't telling the truth May lightning strike (laughs) Well Maybe not chorus boys exactly But That mud was sure wonderful stuff Made a lot of trouble for the 7th Cavalry They rode through that goo one day, and all the brands healed up on their horses. (laughs) Took them six months to sort them out again. Very interesting. When I was in the Coast Guard in the Solomon Islands, I had... One buddy of mine took a knapsack full of that mud home. Took it home with him and had a chemist analyze it. He was going to manufacture it synthetically and make a fortune. And what was the laboratory analysis? Dirt, 72 percent, water, 16 percent, and cigarette butts 9%. That's 97%. What was the other 3%? A second lieutenant named Plotnick that got lost in the mud here. (laughs) Very hard to duplicate, so the experiment was a flop. What was you saying about the Solomon Islands?
4: Well, I was a chief gunner's mate on an LST. I'll never forget Uh, one guy
1: in my (laughs) outfit. A guy named Herbert. At roll call, we always gave our last name first, you see. Adams, John, Berkowitz, Peter, Clanahan, Patrick, McGee, Fibber, like that, you see. Yes, yes, I'm quite familiar. Well, sir, Herbert's first name was Marshall. And the first time he says Herbert Marshall, the captain walks over, gets his autograph, makes him a sergeant, and gives him a 72-hour pass to Paris.
3: (laughs)
4: Excuse me, Latrib, that you were saying... I was saying that while I was on an LST off the Solomon Islands in 1943... Come oh, no, boy, the time sure flies,
1: I, I met one of them guys from my outfit just the other day, a fellow named uh, Crantwell or Hobblefrost or something, and he... Oh, oh you got a goal, LaTribe?
3: Yes, yes, I
1: have. An appointment up the street. Oh, stick around. Molly's inside the drugstore here getting dry, and I haven't got anybody to talk to. Tell me some more about when you were in the Solomon Islands. <laughs> Down there on that LSMFT. L-S-T. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Well, one day, as we were passing through the Thunder Straits... Boy, that year we were... must have been rugged.
4: <laughs>
1: I remember one time I was corporal revising. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, were you in the service, Latrivia? trivia? <laughs>
0: No, no, McGee. I was home hoarding sugar. Good
3: night.
1: Boy, that was trivia—sure, full interesting story. I could listen to him all night. Doggone oh, it, I wonder when that guy's going to show up for this appointment. He was due here an hour ago, and if he don't Hello, for... pal.
0: What's the idea of standing out here in the rain?
1: Oh, hi, Junior. I promised a friend of mine I'd meet him here in front of the drugstore, and I don't want to let him down. Well, wouldn't he have sense enough to look inside the drugstore? I got that angle covered, Junior. Molly's in there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if he comes
1: in and asks for me, she'll tell him I'm out here. Oh. How was that again? <laughs> it's, um, quite a rain we're getting it not it? Yeah. Should be good
0: for the rhubarb, but what are you prowling around in this
3: mess?
0: (laughs) Well, my wife was hungry for some candy, and Kramer has the kind she likes. Peanut clusters. You mean she
1: sends you out in a storm like this for a dad ratted sack of peanut clusters? Certainly
0: not. I insisted on going. She even tried to hide my umbrella to keep me from going out. She did. uh, Where'd she hide it? In the sleeve of my raincoat. Mm. (laughs) Very clever of her. When you've been married as long as
1: I have, Junie, you'll learn one thing. The best way to let a woman think she's getting her own way is to let her have it.
0: (laughs) Well, my wife's a great kid. Fine housekeeper, too. Johnson's wax on everything. Uh Floors, furniture, woodwork, lampshades, windowsills, every surface that needs protection against dust and dirt and dampness. I'll bet you made her sign an agreement to that effect before you married her. <laughs> I did not. Her mother always used Johnson's wax, too. And her mother's mother. The family was noted for hospitality.
1: Mine was, too, Junior. Very sociable. My granddad made some elderberry wine that really
0: broke the ice at Parkland. <laughs> broke the wall out of the fruit cellar one night, too. But... <laughs> hey, did you know that my mother-in-law insisted... The part of my wife's hope chest be three cans of Johnson's wax? No, but I could easily she imagine... She called the girl aside one day and said, Marie, she said, you're marrying a fine young man. And then you came along
1: and took her away from him.
0: <laughs> That's great work, boy. I always. She know. was talking about me. Oh. She said, Marie, she said, you're marrying a fine young man. Look, Junior, look. Never pin your medals in the same place twice. Makes holes in your coat. <laughs> well, anyway, she said there's nothing a man loves more than a well-kept home. Yep. And Johnson's wax is absolutely essential for that. It's a very symbol of smart housekeeping and hospitality. It protects, it preserves, it beautifies. Hey, uh, Waxy. Yes?
1: Look, there's nobody here but just me and you. hmm And I've heard all that. <laughs> You can
0: relax. Go get your wife her candy and beat it home to us. Okay, okay. I sure hope Kramer has some peanut clusters. The justice of the peace gave us some the day we got married. Remind me to tell you about that wedding sometime. Yeah. Yes, the justice had a dog that kept jumping up on us all uh-huh. through the ceremony.
3: Uh-huh.
0: We were probably the first newlyweds to have a pup stand up with the bridegroom.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: I don't know. I know a guy in Peoria. My want... wife always says it proves the old saying: a dog is friend's best man.
3: Oh. See you later, pal. <laughs>
1: That guy understood I was meeting him on Tuesday night. Maybe he thought I said Monday or Wednesday. Oh, I distinctly remember saying Tuesday night. Well, I'll wait a little while longer and. Oh, hi, Wimp, old man. Hello, folks. It's not folks this time, Wimp. There's just me. Molly's in the drugstore getting dry.
5: My goodness. I don't know when I've seen it rain like this. I wish I could go home and get into some dry clothes.
1: Well, why don't you?
5: Sweetie Face locked me out. Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. You mean she locked you out of your own house on a night like this, Wimp? What for? Because I made a teensy-weensy little joke, is all. What was the joke? Well, (laughs) I thought it was rather amusing myself. Sweetie Face told me to run to the grocery store and get some beets for dinner and I told her I hated to carry them home in all that rain. Why? Because. <laughs> because. It wasn't a fit night out for man or beast.
3: Well, I
5: don't think that'll get you more than 200 on the
1: Colgate laugh meter, Wim. <laughs> wasn't bad enough to get locked out for What are you going
5: to do now? Well, I think I'll go to the public library and read a good bird book.
3: A what? A
5: good bird book. You know any good bird books, Mr. McGee? Well, now, let me see. Hey, how about Robin Hood? Robin Hood wasn't a bird, Mr. McGee. No? He was a bandit. Oh. A bold, bad bandit. Oh, yes. Well, then, oh, I know Mother Goose. Oh, I've read that. Oh, dear, and I'd hope to do some reading about birds tonight, too. Do you know what I'm going to do? What? <laughs> I'll go in the drugstore, get some corn plasters, and look at the blue jays. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie Face can't keep me from my hobbies. Goodbye now.
3: So long.
1: Three hours I've been standing here, and it's raining harder than ever. I hope a lot of people have got them new pens this whole town will be doing business under water tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> seen
2: anything your friend here
1: eat? oh hi Molly no he hasn't showed up yet boy am I drenched! the next time I make an appointment to meet a guy someplace oh oh hi Eddie hi McGee who is that uh, Eddie Eckertoup he's a singer but as I was saying next time I make an appointment to meet a guy someplace oh hi Noxie hello McGee who is that an oxy-driven wall. Another singer. Next time I make an appointment, you meet a guy someplace, I'll... Oh, hi, Boogie.
2: Hi, Phil. <laughs> Who's that, another singer?
0: Yeah, Boogie Balaprop.
2: <laughs> Next
1: time I make an appointment...
0: That to meet
2: was th- quite a coincidence, wasn't it? Three singers going past in a row? Oh,
1: no, that, that, that's a trio. They sing at McNally's Tavern.
2: Oh, why don't they walk together?
1: My gosh, kiddo, they got their arms around each other's shoulders all day long. This is a luxury for them.
2: <laughs> just what is it you're standing here in the rain for, McGee? Hmm? I don't like to be inquisitive about your private business affairs, but what's all the mystery?
1: No mystery, Snooky. just a confidential matter. He didn't want it discussed. Who didn't? friend of mine passing through town. Wired me yesterday and made this appointment. Guy by the name of Fred Nittany from Starve Rock, Illinois.
2: Heavenly days, Fred Nittany.
1: You heard me speak of him before?
2: Why, you, of course. You and he were in Waterville together. That's the
1: guy, McGee and Nipney. Songs and what he sings. Clean entertainment for the whole family.
2: Well, I wish he'd come. I've always wanted to meet Fred Nittany. I wish
1: he'd come too and let me out of this rain. You got a piece of rubber hose with you? For what? Siphon out my inside pocket. <laughs> my wallet's getting waterlogged i got a floater
6: policy on it, but it keeps going
1: under it.
3: <laughs>
6: oh, hi, Mahoney. Well, play the saints, and if it isn't the little Scott himself and the Mahoney. <laughs>
3: well,
6: it's just dirty weather we're having, is it not? The little people themselves will be hiding under their mushrooms.
2: And if, they, <laughs> if they've any room left, I'll get under there with them, officer.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and what would be bringing a delicate flower like yourself out on a night like this, McCushler?
2: Himself there.
6: Yep, got to meet a guy, Mahoney. Confidential business, important. Oh, important, is it? And aren't you ashamed of yourself, dragging the little one out for her death of cold, <laughs> huh? Look at the little Colleen standing there, her with the soft winds off the lakes of
2: Killarney in her throat. And the water off Kramer's roof down her neck.
6: Well, <laughs> just say the word, you poor child, and I'll take me stick to the dirty little tyrant and beast of... Ah, awesome. <laughs> stop Soggy ticket
1: salesman.
2: Uh, It's it's all right, officer. It's all right. I insisted on coming with him.
6: Ah, what a pity. Nothing would give me more pleasure than to... Ah, but never let it be said that Mahoney beat up a citizen with a witness standing by. (laughs) And I'll be splashing along
4: now. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Good night,
6: officer. Good night to you boys, and may your corn survive the (laughs) cold.
2: Shivering. This is a lot of nonsense.
1: Well, oh, see, whiz, Molly, I made an appointment with Fred to meet me here, and I'd hate to think that he thought that I What think...
2: time was the appointment for? Seven thirty. And it's nine fifteen now. Come on, let's go home.
1: You go home, Molly. Get a cab and run along. I'll stick around a while. But I'll promise you one thing. What's that? If that guy don't show up by eleven o'clock, he can go borrow the twenty bucks from somebody else. Oh, Uh-oh.
2: standing in the rain all that time just to lend the man money.
1: And then he doesn't show up. Oh, well, I owed old Fred a favor anyhow, Molly. You did? Sure. I asked him to lend me some money one time and it was raining just about like tonight. What happened? Oh, I waited in the rain three hours and he never showed up that time either. (laughs) This makes us even and...
2: Hey, wait a minute. That's... That's not the... Listen, dry yourself off and come to bed.
3: Oh, good night. Good night, all.